Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears, what the fuck nicks, what the fuck Ricans, what the fuck Canadians. Oh man, now I'm bouncing my feet. I'm bouncing my feet on the floor and I'm jumpy. It's Mark Marin. this is WTF. This is the Oscar version of WTF. Today on the show, the comedy film nerds, Graham Elwood, Chris Mancini, going to be here to talk about Oscars, talk, to have some Oscar talk. <laughs> I can't fucking believe this i had haraches which is some sort of you know taco flat it looks looks like the bottom of a shoe why why it's called haraches down at haraches azteca and i fucking washed my hands with lava soap and it still smells like that jesus i could have gotten toxic goo off of my hands i can't get the smell of haraches off it's not a racial thing it's just a food thing. It's a reality. The Oscar show. Oscars are upon us. I like the Oscars. I like I like them more when I was younger. But I am excited about it. Hence, I get an email. Subject line, Oscar season. From James. Mark, I will admit that as devoted as I am to avant-garde cinema, <sighs> your fascination with the Oscars always irks me a little bit but i don't want to complain like a yuppie listen to this i promise you will like this incredible interview with stan brackage skip to uh 19 minutes and 25 seconds for the wonderful story about denying a job at hitchcock studio while he was living in a mexican slum in los angeles i promise you will like this only takes about 10 minutes thanks for all the great shows james okay look Stan Brackage, I went, I listened. That's the kind of guy I am. An interview where he talks basically about having a meeting in Hollywood to work for Alfred Hitchcock when he had no money. He was living uh, with another dude somewhere in a Mexican neighborhood. He could have used a job, but he was so steamrolled by the uh, pomp and circumstance and politics and uh, glamour of Hollywood just by going to this meeting to meet with Hitchcock's guy that uh, he said he would do it, but he knew he couldn't do it. He couldn't work for Hitchcock, even though he'd learn a lot. He just in that moment decided that Hollywood was what he called a canning factory that just churned out. I would canned would mean the same shit over and over again. Then he threw some bones to, uh, to some people. He said, basically he said, well, what am I going to do there? If you know, I'm not even as strong as Orson Welles and look what they did to him, but look what Orson Welles did for us as well this is my argument and then he said i just didn't have it i didn't have it in me to withstand the beating that i would get trying to fit into this machine okay and then he went on to say look occasionally good movies come out of hollywood that have some artistic integrity amidst you know just mountains and mountains of shit fine there's that's the same with any art form look you know if you want to be a poet that's what you're going to do you're going to be a poet you going to sell a million books? I don't know. Doubt it. Are you, are you even going to you know, publish a book? Maybe. Are you going to self-publish a book? Probably. Are you going to just hand around a few of your poems to people you know in, a, in maybe a, you know, one of those wing clips uh, as a book? Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably do that. If you're lucky, will you be a professor? Uh-huh. Will you get a prize? Maybe. Maybe you'll get a prize. Could you be the greatest poet in the world of poetry? Uh-huh. All right, so that's it. So there you go. You pick your thing. You want to be an artist? You want to be an avant-garde filmmaker? Well, there you are. You're a star in the world of avant-garde filmmaker. You want to swim, you want to swim in the deep end and see if you can uh, be an Olympiad in the world of uh, global, relatively mainstream cinema with your vision? How powerful is your vision? What do you got in you? How are your chops? Can you deliver what you want to do with the chops you have? Are you an auteur? There are some around. Look, I integrated all that stuff. I went and watched, I refreshed myself on Stan Breckage. I watched Dog Star, one, part one of this or that of the trilogy, not dismissing him. I watched uh, Moth Light. These are old short films 
you know, Stan Breckage was a guy that that took uh, movie stock, and you know, he would you know just sometimes just have colors going. He'd sometimes uh, you know burn the emulsion, scratch the emulsion, tones, textures, colors, fragments of images, some images, bang, pow, going into my head fucking with the uh, archetypes embedded in my brain from long, long ago, making me feel but not understand, engaging me in a way that perhaps a, a painting that was being shaken would engage me. Do I understand the power of that? Do I find it moving? Yes. For more than 20 minutes? I don't know. Do I understand the, the significance of it? Yes. Is this something I want to watch now again? No. Have I integrated my wisdom of that? into my perception of the world of art and the other things. Yes. Is that what it's for? I believe so. So that's fine. I don't know that you have to be angry at Hollywood and angry at the Oscars. For some reason, since I was a kid, I was just fascinated with movie stars. I knew all of the old silent movie actors from their pictures, having not even seen their films. I was fascinated with the idea of movie stars of Hollywood of all the glamour and the darkness and sickness of it. I I was always just into it. I had favorite movie stars. I like watching the Oscars because it's the closest thing we have to royalty, for fuck's sake. Sure, they added five more movies to the best picture category. Sure, it's political. Sure, it's all about show business and the business of it. Absolutely. A lot of it's boring. Sometimes I don't like the hosts. Sometimes I I, I can't sit through the whole thing. But if one of my guys is up for an award... One of my boys, I want to watch and see if he wins it. And also, I think I love the opportunity. I, I've tried to think about why I like the Oscars so much or why I like the idea of them or what it meant to me when I was a kid. Look, there are great actors that I've really had a lot invested in. I, I loved their work, narrative motion pictures. There is plenty of art in them. There are plenty that are great. And there are some that are great for different reasons than art. It's the fucking movies. But I like movie stars. I know the difference between a movie star and an actor. Some actors are movie stars as well. But I think the reason why I like watching the Oscars, if I think back on it, aside from I want to pick a winner, it's to see my favorite actors and actresses be graceful and human for a second. Even if they're just sitting in anticipation. Wondering if they're going to win. To see them there with their wife. There's that moment. It's like, holy shit, that's that's his wife? Oh my God, I can't believe that he has a wife and that she looks like that. You know, Before there was all this access to everything and it, pictures of everything and you had every information on everything. When I was a kid watching the Oscars, you didn't know anything about these people, really. They weren't on TV every three minutes. Their lives weren't uh, you know, ripped open everywhere. There was a, mysteri- a mystery to it. These were special people. And as you get older, you realize, oh, they're just people. And then as you even get a little older, more cynical, you're like, oh, they're kind of stupid too. And that's ridiculous, that behavior that guy has and did. There was always scandal. But now there's everything, you know, everything. But when I was younger, you know, to see Gene Hackman acting like a person, sitting there waiting, Robert De Niro, Robert Duvall, Dustin Hoffman, Merle Streep, George C. Scott, you know, these were like powerful myth building people. I loved watching them and I wanted to see them go up there and be a person, not be Patton, not be Michael Corleone, not be Jake LaMotta, not be the guy from Tender Mercies, whatever his name was. I wanted to see them have that moment where like, see, they're people and look, they're almost crying like people do, but crying for reals, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's why I like them. I fucking like. I like, like like movies. I like I used to, used to be a movie nerd, and I studied film in college and film history, and I wanted to win an Oscar. I wanted to. I thought when I was younger that I would win an Oscar for something. I had dreams about it. I pictured myself winning an Oscar for directing a movie. That hasn't happened because I I haven't really you know followed through with the whole directing thing but you know i'm sure if i did you know i'd have a shot yeah i thought i would win an oscar as maybe a actor but you know know, i didn't really you know i haven't been in enough movies really so i don't know pow whoa just shit my pants 
Just coffee at justcoffee.coop. I thought I would win a best screenplay Oscar, but you know, I just haven't, you know, I'm, I'm almost done with one and you know, but part of that lack of completion and part of that lack of follow through and the dream of it adds to the excitement of the dream of winning an Oscar. It's only now that I'm older that I know, dude, you didn't really, uh, you didn't really do anything to win an Oscar. But when I was younger, I was like, maybe I could, maybe I could hang out with them. Maybe I could like say, what's up, Bobby, Dusty, what's up, buddy, Gene, huh? Great working with you again. Didn't happen, but I still like watching the Oscars because now I can just enjoy, even if it's for a second, that second where I see somebody have that genuine human emotion of of excitement and gratitude and especially if they deserve it or let me rephrase that if i think they deserve it i like movie stars i just do especially if they're good ones george clooney i'm here in the garage with graham elwood and chris mancini the comedy film nerds that is their podcast maybe you listen to it it's one of the best Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What, yes. We concur. Best, the best <laughs> film nerd comedy <laughs> podcast. With three names. Well, yeah. available. Catchy with the three names. <laughs> and uh, I've been on their show. And now we're here and we're going to talk about Oscars because I, I can do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I, I know, uh, you know, I, I'm a smart guy. I don't always talk about my own bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be about what your dad do. Yeah. Why you fucked up. Wait. Bad touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got any bad touches yet. No one, yeah. no one has well, come that clean. Wait till this show ends. Crazy oh. uncles. <laughs> yeah, crazy uncles. <laughs> we start out to do a comedy thing, and by the end, Chris is crying. I'm like, I, I just realized. That's how we end every podcast. I just, yeah, I just realized my grandpa wasn't so nice. <laughs> I forgot my fifth birthday until today. Now, now yeah, they have a, a nicer garage, Mark. Really? You have a much. You have a nice garage. I'll set well, up. No, I'm. Well, no, I mean my garage is cluttered. It's old. I don't know if it's going to roll down the hill. Your garage is uh, a little more modern. There's a little more space. It actually functions as a as a garage because you have a family. Yeah, but you have books and <laughs> and which is functional. We have uh, trikes and stuff in Chris's garage yeah. and well, a no, toddler no, bed, no, that, that, <laughs> toddler bed, which I sleep in. Yeah, but you are actually you know uh, you know uh, helping to assist the growth and and uh, security of another human being. I'm deluding myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these books are mostly unread. Some of them I bought in college. You know, this is just to sort of justify to me, in lieu of a child, I want to know that I've lived and that that, that, I, that I'm getting older despite my emotional well-being. When you have a kid, you're like, well, it's time to throw the trike away. You know, the, he's got a car. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, with, I never have to throw the books away. Yeah, no, no. So in some way, I'm still in college. Yeah. With the crazy cat lady action figure, which I think is Someone tremendous. Someone gave that to me. I've never seen it anywhere. I love When's that the last thing. time you've read The Brothers Karamazov? The last time I tried to read it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like how you put it right next to Iggy Pop's biography. <laughs> it was a little cluttered. Yeah, I yeah. just got the bookshelf. <laughs> but but in all honesty, I did read the... Uh, you know what? I read Crime and Punishment. I read half of the uh, Brothers Karamazov. You really got to commit, and you got to oh, stay yeah. in the groove with, uh, with the Russian literature. Oh. Just, just to do. manage the fucking names. Yeah. Because if you get away from it two days, you're like, now which guy is this? Yeah. You, you yeah, know, that's the, a bunch of Dorskys and Kozachevs. Yeah, yeah, and and Gogols. And Gogols. <laughs> oh, he's a writer. I haven't read him either. But I might have a book if you want to check it out. Uh <laughs> Of a Google short story. So, let's with, talk. Let's talk Dostoevsky. Yeah, let's yeah. talk because I think he's up for what best screenplay, yeah, 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 yeah. best adapted. Yeah. I um best animated short. The uh, the uh, the Oscars for me, like as as far back as there was a period there in my life where where I was like, fuck the Oscars, they're bullshit. It's uh-huh. all political. But when I was a kid, I was thrilled to watch the Oscars and and the Golden Globes, and I still am. And I'm personally, I was quite mad at Ricky Gervais because. That was the night where, you know, Hollywood is supposed to, like, you know, have actually just have a nice time. And, and then he, who the hell is he to make it about himself? I was upset about it because I, as I get older, I'm like, oh, look at the pretty things. And then, oh, she's really dressed nice. You, you want to know what everyone's wearing. Yeah. Well, no, but I think that the Golden Globes on some level, when I watch it, yeah, there was some real emotion there. And despite when anyone thinks about an actor or, or what they really are, whether they're children or shallow or, or useless or overpaid or whatever, that's what they do. And some of them are great. And when they actually emote... 
you know, as themselves, it's a rare gift. Yeah, it and, is. It is. Yeah. Well, I, maybe that's what Ricky Gervais was doing. He was making them emote towards him. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, I got no big deal. I, I'm not. Did I'm, you see all the dirty? Lo- I've never seen so many actors and actresses give Ricky Gervais so many dirty looks in one event. Before. Well, I think that after a certain point, it's like, is this necessary? You, you know, I mean, do I, I guess they do need to be taken down a notch on some level, but it's like, uh, do it on your own time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, he's hired to. I mean, I, I obviously Hollywood takes itself way too seriously. And when a Gervais or like when Letterman did it a long time, did yeah. the Oscars a long time ago, busting Hollywood's balls a little bit. They, they're not going to be able okay, to take that's it. That's the key well. right there. Busting the Hollywood's balls a little, a little bit. bit. If you go too far, <laughs> you go too far, then it's an abomination. Yeah, then it's abomination. Well, I don't think it was an abomination. It felt like you know the people that were there were like, oh, this is this is horrible. And uh, I think the the main thing too. And I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, why is it really not working? And I think one of the problems Ricky Gervais has is he hit all of the low-hanging fruit, so to speak. It was all the obvious jokes. Yeah, it's right. like all the, okay, you know, addiction and... But uh, I, but I think know. one of the bigger problems is, is that as much as he's imposed himself on our culture and and I, I think that as much as... <laughs> as he's like all, a neighbor that won't leave. In a way. Yeah, in, in a, a way. I said that like a, a real racist. Like, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it, Grant. <laughs> and I think that's just the tip of the iceberg because he's just English. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and then the, well, if we let him in, who's yeah. next? Yeah. But, but no, the truth First matter is Monty is, Python. Now it's Ricky Gervais. Hey, where's Python. it going to end? But I loved him. I loved The Office. I, I liked uh, Extras. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've not really loved him in movies. I'm getting very tired of seeing him on advertisements with his mouth open and a big you know, fake guffaw. Mm-hmm. It just seems like every picture of him is like, ah, I'm Ricky right? Gervais. <laughs> and, and I thought that, that he didn't have, my basic problem was he did not have the gravitas to pull that shit off. You know, like there was a time like why isn't Jack Nicholson showing up at events anymore? That's bothering me. There was a time where Hollywood, I think, had a little sort of edge to it. and It was kind of fun. And you could tell the Golden Globes where they were just sort of blown off steam. But they do take themselves awful seriously. Okay, so you know what? I think the problem here is not what he did is that was it's his pick as a host. Really, the problem is I think that's true. Because what you do is when you hire Ricky Gervais, don't be surprised when Ricky Gervais shows up. Right. It was that kind of thing. Well, this is what he does. Yeah, it was. was, Don't uh, don't have don't have him there if that's not what you want. You know, then hire Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin again if you want more right. of the gentle kind of ribbing. Oh, yeah, I like I like Alec Baldwin. I thought that they were pretty good together. What they host last? Would they do Os- the Oscars? Academy Awards? Yeah. Academy okay, Awards so let's move into that. The host, oh, the choice of host. Uh, can you remember the past host? Uh, so it was Alec Baldwin, and Steve Martin last year. It was okay. Yeah. And Billy Crystal with the dance for about number a, for about a hundred times. How many times did he, he did do a it? lot? Yeah. Billy Crystal did a lot, and and he's a showman. Yeah, he's yeah, a showman. Yeah. He's irritating. He's, but we love him. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> an irritating showman. I like you know. I think in the eighties and nineties, I love Billy Crystal doing you know and he's it's kind of what you're talking about billy crystal was a movie star he had city slickers he had all these you know he had when harry met sally so he was a movie star that was a comedian so it was when he was busting hollywood's balls it was it could it was more palatable than when like and he he started on saturday night live so you know i think and he's a good ball buster in a way and there was a there was a a sweetness to it yeah and again i love ricky gervais i think he's hilarious but but again you're still invited into their home you know what I mean? You're still invited into their party. Yeah, and, and despite they're... what anyone thinks, this is American royalty. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we, you know, the, we, we don't have a king. We don't have a queen. But we do have this thing called Hollywood, which seems to define culture for the planet. Yeah. Yes. And all of our Hollywood royalty live in France. Yeah. Yeah. They... yeah. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. No, I'd like and that. but also, like, I want to be fair. I was irritated. Like, I I was irritated with Johnny Depp and like really the outfits. Really, we're yeah. going to do that again. Well, yeah. And then there if was he's a... not dressed as a pirate, you have to be thankful. But I think right. But isn't he? Is he's always dressed as a pirate? He I mean, loves dressing a like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how he goes to the store. Yeah. I always think it's one yeah. variation of pirate. Yeah. But but for me to see like in that in that moment, what what makes it great for me is. You know, Al Pacino, you know, did a great job in that mm-hmm. Jack of Working thing. Mm-hmm. He acted the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. He's fucking Al Pacino. He got up there. He was gracious. It was touching. I like that. Uh-huh. I guess when I see real actors get rewarded for real things or real artists being rewarded, and I agree with them being, mm-hmm. you know, worthy of that award, I'm like, well, that's that seems fair and good. And look, he's a sweet man. And you know what? Honestly, though, I mean, like, yeah, it's easy to, it's easy. To, I, I I agree with you because I mean, yes, Hollywood it takes itself way too seriously, and it should lighten the fuck up sometimes. Yeah, but. 
you know, it is, it is these people like Al Pacino, he did a lot of work to do that Kevorkian thing. And it, it was really, it's, it's amazing that he transformed, became that guy. If yeah. you watch interviews with Kevorkian yeah. and Pacino, he did a fucking amazing no, yeah, job. And that's good. You got to love it. And I that's, mean, that needs credit. I mean, he needs to be yeah. rewarded for that. Yeah. And I think that, that some of that is real. And I know award shows are just award shows, but who doesn't like to win a fucking award? I want to win an award. Yeah. I mean, Christ, I got yeah. a podcast award. I don't even know who does those, <laughs> but, but I was like, okay, you know, they I, just okay. show up at the yeah, studio. Right. Sometimes. It's good to be number one for no reason. I, I guess, I don't know who this guy who awarded it to me, but he has a Twitter account. That guy feels good to be number one. Is How it, many people voted? Seven? That, that, I mean, that's yeah, people. Yeah. Is it at markmarinawards.com? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, okay, so are we happy with the host? Um, who, it's it's, it's James Franco. It's James, James, James Franco and, and, the, and Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway. I think, honestly, like, I, I don't know James Franco that well, but I was in some acting classes with him a long time ago. I think this is kind of a bold choice, and I mean, I think it's it's a r- risk. I mean, I think he could fall flat on his face, but I think James Franco is a guy that he doesn't take himself that seriously. I think though, I think he can play comedy pretty well, and and, and, yeah. I, t- and I tell you, uh, Anne Hathaway's turn on the Oscars last year with the musical piece mm-hmm. was beautiful, and and I you know, and I'm not a you know, look, I'm no pussy, but uh, but like. <laughs> But I'll, I'll squirt out a few tears if the song is good. I mean, if I go to a musical, I'm usually overwhelmed with emotion. Even if it's upbeat, I'm crying because there's so many people and they seem to like each other and they're dancing. And, you know, and, and the often, outfits. Yeah, I, I have that in me. I, I try to keep it down. But but I thought I love her. See, I, and maybe that's just me because I'm sure there are people out there I fucking hate her. But I saw her walking down the street. I used to have a crush on her to the point where I had one of those moments where I'm in New York and I'm just like, there she, she's walking down the street. We're both walking towards each other. And he, as a comic and you know, he, you know even a farm team comic that most people don't know you, you have farm you know team. you have that we are like double a yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. as being a uh, you know lifetime double a comic i uh you know that moment where you're just walking by like maybe there's an outside chance she'll be like aren't you yeah and like well i'm holding on to some fucking dream she, she may listen to the podcast right yeah. exactly and i walk by and does I'm she like, have tier three cable and i'm looking <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm walking by her and i'm waiting for that moment and all i got was like why is that guy looking at me i, to, I, I better pick up my pace but i I, I'm uh, where's I, my I, stun gun? Yeah, did I did you her. see her in Havoc? No. Oh, that's uh, if you want to see her be the bad girl. How was that? You were talking really about fun, this on yeah, our latest yeah, yeah. episode. So it's because uh, we're talking. Oh, I don't know if she can play Catwoman. I think she can because if you see this movie Havoc, it's about uh, uh, kids in the Pacific Palisades and yeah. how they're all like running yeah. with gangs in the barrio and all that stuff. And she. Uh, Sleeps with a fair amount of them, so <laughs> it's, if Anne Hathaway is willing to live in the Palisades and blow a gang dude to uh, yeah, assuage her it, white guilt, then let's yeah, do it. Let's yeah, put it, her. It's, it's a really interesting Wait, role. So for you guys her. are saying she's really like that, or? <laughs> yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I yeah, walked yeah, past yeah. her on the street in New York, yeah. and, uh, and uh, she blew me because <laughs> yeah, Chris she, has <laughs> neck tattoos. Yeah. She gave me a very angry blowjob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And kept saying, fuck daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she shanked me. And goes, yeah. and who's that weird guy looking at me? <laughs> yeah, that's when I walked by. Yeah. So that was you? Yeah. Uh, I said, God, he even looks like me. Why? I guess I got here too uh, too late. But uh, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thrilled about it. I don't know if I'll get through the whole show. I tend to lose interest in just about everything. You and 80% you guys of America. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, is that true? Oh, yeah. it's People people are really worn out by yeah. the end of the show. Every year, it's going to be shorter. Every year, it isn't. No, it's not. And and the, the audience is shorter because by the by the second, you know, by the last third of the show, everybody, the majority of the celebrities in the audience are losers. They've all lost. I used you know to what love I mean? to so, tune in just to see Tom Cruise lose. Well, yeah. that, that, yeah. and a lot <laughs> of times, you're like, ah, ha, ha. you know, there's jobs at these shows. They're like, there's uh, sitters, you know, mm-hmm. when somebody actually, because they never want the audience to look empty. There's right. never an empty seat. So if someone goes to the bathroom or someone leaves, there's literally people that come down and sit in their chairs. So you're going to be there this year. So yeah, we I both have, yes, we got we, the we job. Have, we have extras as sitters. <laughs> Eight bucks yes. an hour. Yeah. It's a great gig. Yeah, you don't have to take care of kids. But it's I a chair. That is That's it. The, that is some of the best acting you'll see anywhere is, is watching them lose gracefully. Oh, you know, yeah. the, you know, the, all the, the Except for Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Did he get pissed? I can't oh, when, when he did lost for Lost in Translation, yeah. when he lost. Oh, my God. I love Bill that. Murray. In fact, the host, was it... Uh, was it Billy Crystal that year? He actually commented on it. It's like it's okay. We still love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He literally like roll, didn't he like huff and roll his oh, eyes? Oh, it was. But then you know, like then the camera just stays on him. Yeah, you know, with with all the as, as cynical as I may be, yeah. you know, I I I've always loved movies. I've always loved movie stars. So there's part of me that like you know, despite my cynicism and, and whatever I want to be. Uh, uh, culturally uh, critical of I, I I love seeing the the whole thing. Honestly, I I agree with you, and I think like like you're talking about it's American royalty, and in the same way that the, that Brits yeah are kind of have that like they can they can sort of take the attitude of like we can make fun of the royals, but 
Yeah. Outside of the the UK, you right. can't because that's right. our royal. These are our assholes. Yeah, these are our yeah. rich assholes yeah, yeah. that live in privilege, and I think that's sort of how I feel too. Like, you know, there's a lot of politics and so a lot. You're of... saying if Russell Brand hosted the Oscars, it would be the same thing. No, fuck yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Like, you know, then I'm in a sniper perch <laughs> yeah. in the Kodak Theater. I, you know, I got a blind side when it comes to British comedy, for the most part. You yeah. know, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. It doesn't. Uh, it rarely makes me laugh out loud. But I, again, Ricky Gervais, The Office. Excellent. It's funny shit. All right, I, so let's go oh, down the list. Get, okay, best picture. Um, there's, 127 hours. There's 10 this year. There's let's 10. Go, this is the second year. Oh, yeah, this is the, the, the 10. But we all know that there's a lot of politicking that goes <laughs> sure. into this. And, and actually, the idea that what? there's 10. In Hollywood? Yeah. That's weird. But I, I didn't really know how hard. I mean, there are, you know, oh, real. Oh, there's yeah. like moneyed campaigns. Well, the Golden Globes yeah. are under investigation for it. Uh-huh. I mean. Literally. Well, that was the most honest moment in that whole night <laughs> is when the head of the Golden Globes said, you know, uh, after he got dissed by Gervais, is like, I'll, I'll keep that in consideration when you submit another film to you know, whatever. He basically said, yeah, I, I, I've got a good sense of humor, but I will keep it in mind what you said yeah, when, yeah. Uh, yeah. when considering your next project. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold a grudge against yeah, that's you. Right. And but but there is a lot of politics. From prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, sometimes, but sometimes it's warranted. But let's just run down the 10. 127 hours, uh, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, The King's Speech, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, Winter's Bone. I've seen most of them. I've seen every single movie on there except 127 Hours, only because I'm squeamish and I heard that the arm cutting off scene is just unbearable. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. He, he, he ends cuts the his arm. Yeah, what, what, someone what, called me on that when I tweeted about it and they're yeah. like, spoiler. I'm like, if you don't know that that's what the movie's about, you're a it fucking, fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a moron. We had one of our writers uh, for Comedy Film Nerds actually went and saw this movie and she said it's the first time she's not only had to cover her eyes but her ears yeah, as the, well because the well, sound. The sound of, them, of, of they, they did this mm-hmm. thing with the sound to sort of like kind of you know punch through the mm-hmm. to get you to experience the nerve pain that would, would would come from cutting those tendons. Well, apparently it worked. You know what I would do with this list? The only movie on here that that I don't think belongs is The Kids Are All Right. I think it's a decent film, but is small it movie, best picture. I don't know. No, this it's is a, not. This is a two way race. But Out they're of all throw, these but there's only going to be isn't two. Isn't that sort of like throwing the independence of bone? I mean, I didn't you know see what, though, Winter's Bone. Honestly, what they should do then on the, the the movie that's overlooked a lot is Animal Kingdom, that movie, that gangster movie that came from Australia. Uh huh. And and the th- problem is it it can't qualify for foreign language film because it's in English. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of left in the cracks here, and it. The whole reason for the for the t- the Big Ten is is obviously get more people in the seats in the theaters and stuff like that, which is fine. That's what the Oscars were designed for okay. anyway. Get fucking get that movie's amazing. Honestly, to hear your fans listening, Animal Kingdom. It's from Australia. It came out this year. Jackie Weaver is is uh, she did she get a supporting actress nomination? Yes, she did. Jackie Weaver has got best supporting actress nomination for the movie Animal Kingdom. All right, well, let's just go through them. So you didn't see 127 hours. You saw it. I saw all of them, but 127 hours. Yeah. Okay, too. well, I saw 127 hours. It was a great film. It was beautifully shot. Uh, it was smart. Uh, it had a lot to say about you know the, the kind of uh, yeah, you know, a subtext of it, which my friend Brendan pointed out to me, was that there, there's something about youth culture and this idea that you're that self-involved to just do this yeah. and, and just so tapped into this, like, you know, extreme sports and doing this. And, you know, and then, and then this sort of blind side of it is that you're all alone and you have no mm-hmm. help at all. And be that as it may, it's never going to win. <laughs> no, that's true. But I, I thought it was a pretty great movie and yeah. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Black Swan, I, I, I loved it. And I'm one of those people. I, there's no, there's no, there's no controversy for me. I generally don't like her, but and I even watched it on my computer because that's how they made the screener available. Mm-hmm. And like right when the music start, and right when I see her dancing again, this is that same thing in me. The musical theater, like there's part right, of me right. that's like wants to uh, allow myself to enjoy the arts. Mm-hmm. But I came away from that thinking like I've really got to see more ballet. And holy shit, that was a fucked up movie. <laughs> but but I liked it, and I think it was pretty stunning. I don't think it will win either. Uh, what do you think? I think it's there's it's a two way race between social network. Did you like speech. Black Swan? Uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. Fuck you. What about <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I, I, I there's other there's other Darren Aronofsky work that I like better. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I really like Natalie Portman. I thought it was Flashdance meets Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, it was. It was. It got a little. You know what I mean? It's a little like. Uh, but amen, amen oh. for making All it. Right, you fine. Know what I mean? The fighter saw it. <laughs> 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 I love the fighter. I love it. Maybe great it's movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. And, every, and the whole supporting cast is amazing. In they, the they were. They actually found real Boston retards. Oh yeah, the, those the sisters yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Like they honestly, literally, they first found, thing Graham said to me that has to be the real hair. 
Yeah, that has to be. Well, the Fuck thing, you, you cocksucker. Having like, lived there for like eight years, there was a moment where, where Marky Mark is trying to get rid of that you know gaggle of sisters yeah. on the porch uh-huh. and goes, come on, get that screw. And, that, and that, that was a real moment because no one uses screw. No one would write screw. It's completely regional. Forget the yeah. fuck out of here. Go on, get mm-hmm. out, screw. Yeah, you don't yeah. hear that anywhere else. And that was like, you know, that was as honest as Marky Mark got in that movie. Now, <laughs> no, I, but I like him. I mean, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was David O. Russell's, you know, attempt to, like he saw a script where he's like, this is a Hollywood movie. Yeah. But I'm going to sort of muck it up a little bit with the, you know, kind of cloudy point of view with this weird sort of like, you know, some sort of handheld things. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and but he did make a Hollywood movie because the ending was great. And uh, I thought it felt good. The, the the tone of it was sort of it was in between, like you know, I'm making a big movie, and like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna keep it tight. Yeah. Well, with, it's a, well you, because it was and, a big budget indie. Is the feel that yeah, they were going. Yeah. Well, part of right. it is yeah. with 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 Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg. I mean, the budget can only be so small. You know what I mean? Like those and guys. She, like uh, what's her name? Adams? Amy Adams. Yeah, she, she, but yeah. she was great. But you know, she is like. She's, she can't, like, when I see her in a movie and all her scenes, you know, doing her accent, I'm like, it just became a, a huge movie that could border on schlock. And then all of a sudden you're back to Christian Bell. You're like, no, now we're back in the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was kind of interesting. And I thought Marky Mark uh, did a good job, but all, but I think all his focus went on to, uh, into, like, you know, I'm a rock. I don't, you know, a little, I don't. A little flat. Yeah. It was a little yeah. bit, and but it, honestly, though, I that's the, the, the what I the, the little that I know of the actual fighter. That's yeah. how that guy is. No, I think that's true. You know what I mean? And I think I'm they, not going to begrudge him. I think they really went after uh, accuracy on this movie. No, and I think it was great. And I thought I I really liked the movie. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's my pick. Inception, beautiful. A lot of work went into it. Uh, I like watching it, but uh, I at the end, I'm still not clear. You know what? To, to me, <laughs> am to I the th- only one? I, no, I think we all had the same reaction yeah. to that movie. I, I appreciated the movie more than I loved it. <laughs> That kind yeah, of thing. I was, I was thinking it was of Shutter Island. See, I get the, the same movie. <laughs> Inception, I apologize. Inception was fucking awful. And within, <laughs> within six minutes, I, I realized, wow, a lot of money went into this, and I really don't care. I'm seven minutes in, and I'm done doing math. I, the thing for me about Inception was... Dead, so, so it's the amount of math in a movie that turns you off. Well, no, it was just sort of like... <laughs> math I, is hard. I couldn't invest... In the reality of the film, and it's multiple realities. It was pretty right? heavy because every time that's my problem was problem with the movie. As soon as you invest in the reality, they changed it. Oh no, wait, there's how many levels? There's two levels? No, there's three levels. Oh wait, there's yeah. a third level. Wait, no, See, too much. There's math. a secret level. Yeah, I, not, yeah. Not <laughs> the thing that the trailer for me, I was I watched the trailer. I was like, man, this better not be there actually. In the you know what I mean, like and that and then all the cool effects yeah. were all in the trailer. And everyone's like, they were so amazing. I'm like, they they were cool, but they're doing them in fucking sprint commercials yeah. where shit just yeah. appears and collapses. Yeah. And, and much shorter, and it's yeah. very clear what they want you to understand. Yeah, by a phone. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like... <laughs> but, uh, right, That's the, the inception. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> great by data. a phone. <laughs> the, uh, great data plan. The kids are all right. I enjoyed... I just felt like this movie... This You want to talk about the politics of Hollywood. It's a decent movie, but they're putting a lot of muscle. They're putting, you know, they're padding, giving a lot of envelopes around with money in them to, to get make sure this thing is on a lot of lists well because, and i thought and, well, and, and, and keep in mind was, it's 10 if there was five would this movie ever no be on way list? No, but no i thought way. annette benning was spectacular yeah uh all. the king's speech i watched excellent a uh, great really movie good. great movie and this is one of those things where like the the buzz is on firth and i'm like he, he, he's the, yeah, fine yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> he yes. deserves it yeah. it's one of those movies where get him out of bridget jones's diary oh thank Christ. See, now, see like now i like uh like british movies i'm okay with yeah, I'm okay. when it's like this. This is the only. This yeah, is this about is as different. far back as I can go with the Brits. When they keep making all these gown movies in the Elizabethan area, I don't fucking yeah. care about it. Was a different time, yeah, and everyone's. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this stuff is fascinating. Yeah, because I didn't it was know anything great. about it. I, I mean, no. I knew who uh, um, the, the Duke I, of Windsor was, and I kind of knew mm-hmm. the story about him and the American woman, but I had no idea was he had a brother or that he was a king. Well, yeah, thing, <laughs> I, 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 fucking, I, I just don't know that shit. The thing that I found most fascinating about this movie is how the filmmakers made you care about how important this. was. Because you're thinking, oh, well, there's just a guy who's have trouble talking. Uh-huh. How, how could no, that possibly it's World be important? World War Two. We're like, oh no, radio's just starting to mm-hmm. be invented. We're on the verge of World War Two, and it's huge culturally ingrained that your royalty can speak yeah. in the in the British culture. So it makes you care immediately why this is so important, and that's what I thought was really well. Cool. Yeah, no, being yeah, public speaking uh-huh. is 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 such a cornerstone of any political figure now in this era. But back then, like you said. They didn't really have. There was no radio. They couldn't commute to the whole, communicate to the whole country in one fell swoop. Right, and so that's why it was so important. And at that time, you know, like, you know, that's beginning of World War II, where you know, uh, England almost fell. 
to right. The, I mean, the, and also, know. I thought it was it wasn't too heavy handed the way they got into the psychological sources of mm-hmm. this issue mm-hmm. and and dealing with uh, you know the royal family in a sort of like you know every family kind of terms mm-hmm. and that his problem you know with the the sort of and all, the whole all the class stuff like the idea. That that right. he was going to cross this class line, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 get this help and the struggle that went around with that, and even when you know, only the my help... family calls me Bertie, right? Yeah, <laughs> and 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 even when that started to break apart, uh, you know, uh, Jeffrey um, Rush is that what's his Rush, name? Rush, Jeff Rush. His having to accept the fact that you know there is this class line. We aren't all just people. Yeah, and it, <laughs> this is the king, and I'm just yeah. gonna have to eat it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff was great. No, it was really, it was really. The I mean, social was, network, social network, excellent Another, movie. I think that's going to win. I think it's going to win too. I think, yeah. I think, I think social network is going to have a big night. I think social network and the King's Speech are the two that may win for best picture, but I think social network is going to win over King's Speech, and the reason is because it's such an American movie, and also an American it, it talks about like this this weird shift in the paradigm of how we understand things. You guys know doing podcasts, and we're starting to experience a little bit of that now, where all of a sudden everyone's waking up like, oh my god, this. This might be what radio is. No, I mean we're we're on the cutting pot. Yeah, what we're doing right, is gone. Right. We are on the cutting edge right now. Right. And 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 Facebook. I mean, that was it. We're going to point in history pre Facebook, like we are nine eleven pre right. pre nine eleven post nine right. eleven. And and the way that uh, Fincher directed this and the way that Sorkin wrote it, so it was as compelling as it was was no small feat. No, and, and it was pretty fucking spectacular. I love Aaron. Yeah. I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan. I mean, he smart he, motherfucker. He, he's so yeah. smart, and he gets it. And, so, and so, took it from transcripts. He, he took, took it a from, lot of script from transcripts of the uh, the. Um, it's not, it wasn't a court case. It never went to court. Well, yeah, all the, the uh, all the like litigation, the litigation and yeah. whatever that when I, I mean I think Sorkin did a great job with it. Yes. And, he's and, a real genius, that guy. Yeah. Fincher just this sort of foreboding and the darkness of it. I love it. Fincher's movies. Great, great. I'm on board Me with too. him. I, I watched Benjamin Button again after this came out. Yeah. Because I just like I wanted and I was like I had a greater appreciation of Benjamin Button after seeing Social Network because I just was like uh-huh. you know what I'm I'm in Maybe I'm a Fincher guy yeah watch watch it again alright so uh, Toy Story 3 didn't see it I, I know people love the the smart cartoons and the technology <laughs> that goes into them <laughs> and that animation is its own world and that uh, we, we should all bow at its uh amazing marvelous uh robots <laughs> yeah but i didn't see it, it was it was pretty amazing and the thing that made it so amazing is it wasn't just a typical kind of like uh disney or even a pixar movie it actually had real emotion to it which is I, that's really what the feat was towards the end when you actually feel real emotion while watching a cartoon yeah, yeah. that's almost unheard of mm-hmm. and very unlikely and i think that's why really? it's actually it's up are there. you a bambi hater <laughs> They have a but, name for you. But how how many movies like that? Like Bambi wasn't white. <laughs> what about the one, the guy with the balloon? Up. Up. Yeah, I mean, okay, that was Okay, you've named three. <laughs> what about uh, uh, some episodes of the Flintstones? <laughs> Yeah, when he when couldn't get lodge. into the yeah, he couldn't yeah. get into the lodge. I cried. Yeah. We all yeah. did. Yeah, it's horrible. His feet couldn't start the car. Yeah. No, you're, but you're saying is that they're sort it's, of perfecting it's un- the. Uh... It's unusual when that happens when you have a, a large emotional impact from an animated movie, and that's right. that's going to happen. The, the Pix- Pixar is great. I, I mean, know, yeah, you know, it, more, most of the time you get Shrek. Yeah. So that, some that's of my why complaints with there. Toy Story three was they sort of repeated some stuff from Toy Story one. Yeah. Like but, had oh, all the same toys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was weird. No, they just sort of repeated some of the same moments, but it's still a Pixar. You know, it's one of those like i'll see most of their movies man yeah uh true grit i had to watch twice to realize you know i love the coen brothers but i'm like one of these people uh, i literally have to watch their movies numerous times you have to to, to even be, like i didn't laugh until the second time the first time i was kind of half in and half out thought it was a little flat the second time i'm like like most coen brothers i'm like holy shit these are comic characters like mm-hmm. you know until you realize that about no matter how dark and bloody a coen brother movie gets they write comic characters. There's yeah. a twisted sense of humor. Yeah, always. I mean, Barry Pepper was fucking genius. Oh god! I, I mean, yeah. like I couldn't like believe how the screen lit up. When, you, know, you so rarely see that guy. He's an odd actor, mm-hmm. but when he shows up with the, his teeth all fucked he's up, he's unrecognizable. And, it's yeah, hard yeah, to and know those uh, ridiculous uh, chaps. <laughs> but he just stole the fucking movie in five minutes, and Josh Brolin in ten minutes, like really acted the fuck out of that. Like oh, I'm a sociopathic moron. Yeah, but you know, yeah, but uh, and but I, I literally, as much as I love Jeff Bridges. Is I, I had this weird moment right at the beginning, and it happened both times where I'm like, is, is he doing Sling Blade? Like, there was something about the way he garbled his speech that I found I irritating. think that was an in-joke in when they were shooting that movie, because if you notice the way he garbled his speech, and then Matt Damon's character has a problem with his tongue, and right. then he can't talk. Right. So it's like, okay, you now have two leads that can't form a sentence. So <laughs> well, you well, know think, they yeah, were Well, that kind of joke set. was played in Chinatown, where midway through... 
the uh, the movie, he gets his nose cut, so the guy who's supposed to be a Snoop can no longer smell. I mean, there's there there might right. be. See, now I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> to figure out why yeah. that the people the telling Coen the brothers, story. man, they do so much they know shit what like they're that. Doing. Which I, I that's why I love their. Oh, they're great filmmakers, and they're so tight. They're craft so tight. So you look at so Fargo. Cool. You think when you watch that, and you realize, oh, these characters are ridiculous. They're, they're hilarious. They're, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But uh, but I thought, I mean, I did think uh, everyone was great. Matt Damon was great. The little girl was great. Uh, it looked great, and you know, like all Coen brother movies. At the end, you're sort of like, well, I guess uh, what this means is kind of on me. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Which now I, I'm going to have to interpret it again. And the great thing is, is they took they didn't yeah, remake the John Wayne movie. No. They went from the book. Yeah, they didn't. They 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 told Jeff Bridges, we're not. Don't worry about John Wayne. We're going from the book. And the John Wayne movie's fine. It's, it's a great Coen Brothers movie. I yeah. think it's the best picture. Yeah, I'd like I'd like for it to win. I don't know. Uh, Winter's Bone. I didn't see. Tell me. Excellent. About it. Movie. it was a really good movie it, it was it, i swear it started a new genre hillbilly noir no it's man it's really amazing it's it's like it's like that tv show justified is like a gangster movie but it's meth labs in kentucky and this is kind of like winter's bone and this is the this is the upside of of, of I and get I get it on a screener i'm pissed get it get it watch it i, I don't um, know if i got it in send yeah netflix yeah, it's but, it's available now. Yeah, on it's Netflix. available on Netflix. Watch oh. it because it's mm-hmm. like this is the upside of of ten. I didn't do my homework of ten. <laughs> God I, damn it! I'm sorry. I knew you were coming. <laughs> um, no, I'm serious. Like this is the upside of ten best pictures is because a movie like Winter's Bone can get in there and just. I don't think it's going to win because it's not big enough. It doesn't have enough muscle behind it politically, but it's an excellent film and it's either no name actors or character actors. Right. Like and from Deadwood and other movies. Fucking rock solid, yeah. man. All right, I'm going to watch that tonight. Here's right, the thing so, about it. When a, when a movie like Winter's Bone gets into Best Picture yeah. category, it's already won. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, movie, yeah, it's, yeah, already it's already won. won. Well, that's great. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. It's a good recommendation. Now, so we've all decided that we think The Social Network is going to win. Yeah, that one's going to win. All right. Javier no Bardem does a good job in Beautiful. Yeah, let's just go through these. Jeff Bridges, okay. True Grit, Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, Colin Firth, The King's Speech, James Franco, 127 Hours are the nominees for Best Actor. Now, Javier Bardem, I didn't see the movie. I know he's a great actor, but he's got one already. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Colin Firth. Yeah, it has to I, be. It's got to be. I, I just yeah. think, I mean, uh, great. I will say this. I'll give the Academy credit. This is a great category. Everyone in it is solid. They all did solid performances. There's no like, how the fuck did they get in there? It is. It is. Although we did bring up that uh, if you watch True Grit, since you've watched it twice, you realize, is Jeff Bridges the lead in that movie? No, the girl is. The girl is the lead. She gets the best support, doesn't she? Yeah, Yeah, but but she she should should really be be best actress. She should be best actress. It's just because of her age. She's 12. Yeah. And and that's okay. I mean, look what it... I mean, it took... uh, what's her name from the piano? A long time to regroup after an Oscar, didn't it? Anna <laughs> Paquin. Yeah. Didn't she win one when she was four? Yeah. 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 And, and that was hard. That's and then all, she made X Men. Yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. Well, it's better to. I think maybe if she gets best supporting at this age, it's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> she might flip her, out. Uh, yeah. yeah. But for um, her mental health. But okay. So best performance. So we're picking Colin Firth, and I think he yes. deserves it. And I think you're right about saying that this movie has really pulled him out of that sort of saccharine. Kind of uh, jokey, know, yeah, Benny Hill nonsense, shit. or just romantic comedies. Yeah, the British get romantic them out of comedies. the rom-coms. Best performance by an actress in a leading role: Annette Benning for *The Kids Are All Right*, Nicole Kidman, *Rabbit Hole*, Jennifer Lawrence, *Winter's Bone*, Natalie Portman, *Black Swan*, Michelle Williams, and *Blue Valentine*. Now, I didn't see a lot of these, but I can't even look at Nicole Kidman in a in a picture. Uh, let alone watch her in a movie. Like to me, when Nicole Kidman is anything, I'm like, I can mark that off. I can, I, I find her unbearable. Uh, I don't know why. It's my own personal problem because you see what I like. I mean, I like Anne Hathaway. If you're going to be a nut, don't be a control freak nut. Put it all out for us to see. <laughs> I think you know in this category, it's the only honest way to do it. In exactly. this in this category, uh, for me personally, again, they're they're all. Uh, you know, I don't have the crazy thing with Nicole Kidman that you have, but. <laughs> I don't know. To me, the best performance is Jennifer Lawrence in Winner's Bone. I, I don't think she's that. gonna win yeah. because she's not a big name, but I hope she win? does. I, I probably they'll give it to Annette Benning. Really? I don't think yeah, she I don't know. It. I don't know. I think I, I think like Annette Benning, be... but kids are all right, doesn't I see I think it's gonna be between Natalie Portman and Michelle Williams. Yeah, Michelle Williams has been really buzzed about lately. Yeah. I got I got to see that movie. Blue Valentine is decent for me. The problem with it, I mean, they did a lot of imp- improvisational yeah. stuff, to, which is fine. It just felt to me like I was in acting class. Well, that's it, a method. It, it didn't bother yeah. me as much of that, but because you've done a lot of acting, you you probably picked up on it a little mm-hmm. bit more. But uh, Michelle, if I had to pick which one did kind of a better job, Michelle Williams had a much more understated performance and it okay. was a little bit better so you guys think it's going to be between uh well we're splitting i, I think it's going to be between michelle and natalie i saw uh uh ryan gosling at the gym and he was he was brilliant 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the stairmaster. He really did Ryan Gosling at the gym really well. <laughs> he blew out his perfectly pecs so honest. great. <laughs> All right, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. We've got Christian Bale in The Fighter, John Hawks, Winter's Bone, Jeremy Renner, The Town, Mark Ruffalo, The Kids Are All Right, and Jeffrey Rush in The Whoa. King's Speech. Two-man race. Who? Two-man race. Christian Bale and Jeffrey Rush. That's who I think it is. I, yeah, I agree with you. That's who I think it's going to come down to. Me personally, I would go, uh, I mean, again, I, I, I hate to just keep shutting, I won't shut up about Winter's Bone. John Hawks does a great job. And Jeremy Renner, man, I'm just on board with that cat after the, after the hurt loss. Yeah, I think last he's great year. at playing this a similar role, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he was on that reality show that Stephanie Wilder Taylor pointed out of that like you know making it in Hollywood or something mm -hmm. where he was like one of the actors they followed around on auditions. No, I think he's good, but I think he definitely has that sort of you know bad boy actor thing going. But I I think he definitely can hold the screen. I liked him in this movie, and he and he picked up. You know, I was reading an article. Ben Affleck just said, "Just talk at these guys from this part of Boston," and 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 Jeremy just came back and had it, and was and Ben was like, "Shit, he sounds like these fucking mopes that hang out on the corner." Like he yeah. really, he really nailed it. No, I, I like him. I don't know if it was a, a best. I don't know if it was an Oscar performance, but I certainly thought Christian Bale was. He's amazing. Awesome. I think I think he's going to win. I think Christian. Ba I mean, honestly, if Jeffrey Rush doesn't pull it off, I think Christian Bale. Will and Christian Bale's great because he's sort of a dick that no one understands. Right. Yes. And and so like you know, as much as you think he deserves it, there's a lot of people that are like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah. yeah. Because he's sort of like you know, who is that guy? Why is he such a, a dick? And then yeah, but but that's okay. Let he's him be a great a dick. actor. Yeah. I mean, best the, performance. The, the guy keeps losing weight for roles yeah. and putting it back on. It's amazing. Like when as soon as he comes on screen, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like Batman at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> There's barely anything there left yeah. of him. <laughs> Best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Amy Adams, The Fighter. Helena Bonham Carter, The King's Speech. Melissa Leo, The Fighter. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, True Grit, and Jackie Weaver in Animal Kingdom. Now, I, I saw... It's an amazing category. I saw four of these. Who was, now, who was... Okay, who was uh, Melissa Leo? Melissa, she was the mother. She was the mother oh, in The Jesus, Fight. Oh, Jesus. Was right? she good? She's amazing. Yeah. Amy Adams is amazing. But then it's like, whoever wins this... I mean, Helena Bottom Carter does a fine job. I'm not taking anything away from her, but it's not as strong as the other four women. Like, if I mean, Haley Steinfeld should win just because she let she was the lead in True Grit. In my well, yeah, opinion, she carries that where, fucking movie. Yeah, you forget yeah, yeah. that, like, this is amazing for a kid, and then you move very quickly move into this is amazing. Yeah, right? it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, she carries the movie. Yeah, not Jeff Bridges. That's true. That's true. All right, so but I but Melissa Leo was fucking. She's amazing. Genius. And again, then where the hell did she come from? She's been character acting for. Decades. You've seen her in a thousand things. That's I she, love that story. She's just yeah, yeah, great. She's just been out there just banging around, trying to get yep. work. Probably done fucking Clorox ads and shit like that. Yeah. And, and got this on it with Ricky Gervais. And honestly, <laughs> you want to talk that it should be neck and neck between her and Jackie Weaver as like the two badass mothers of fucked up families. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you, Mark, watch the King Animal Kingdom. I got to watch Animal Kingdom and the other one, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Yeah, yeah. And I do got to watch. Uh, so, Blue who Valentine. do you guys think is going to win this one? I think honestly, I think they'll give it to uh, Melissa Leo because the Academy so, likes to reward people who've been in a long time that's right, right. I, and I think she deserves it compared to the uh, so it would actually be the opposite someone who's been doing it for a while or someone who's kind of new right so let's Amy see Adams I like she's very efficient and, I, and, I, and I've, I've seen her in, in mm -hmm. actually do better uh, yeah in, she in does a good job but not at the level that these right. are I mean, Melissa Leo good. man did yeah yeah. All right. So, She's got to corral all those crazy broads. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 she was great. I mean, she, she was, that so was inspired. Like it was like you, you couldn't take your eyes off her, mm -hmm. and to the point where you're like, "But is this person a real person? Like, is she really that person? Like, because yeah. it was almost so. Like, it was still layered. It was a layered yeah, yeah, yeah. performance. No, but you really felt yeah. like that she was really. Oh the yeah. Mother. There's oh, no yeah. question. All right. Best achievement in directing: Darren Aronofsky for Black Swan, Ethan Cohn, Joe Cohn for True Grit, David Fincher, The Social Network, Tom Hooper, The King's Speech, and David O. Russell, The Fighter. I. God, I think it, who do you I th pick? I think this one's anybody's guess. I think it's Fincher. I don't think there's a way in hell that he's not going to get. You know why? It's either I don't know. Fincher or the Coen Brothers. Well, in that... terms of directing, in terms of making but, but, an overall picture. But the, the Coen Brothers okay, did well, the Coen Brothers. Well, do it. Do it two different ways. Who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? <laughs> Well, I think the Coen Brothers did what they do—a great job. Sure, and it was definitely a signature Coen Brothers movie, uh, like the even last year's uh, mm -hmm. No Country for Old Men. It definitely had a tone. It was very controlled. It's very unique. They are real auteurs. You know, yes. you know their movies when you watch them. But I'll tell you something: what Fincher did with that story, yeah, you know, to make that story compelling. And Every to have, scene too. There was not yeah, a slow scene and, and, in that. And, movie. Not one. And, and that was eighty percent him. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, it was like there was a sort of foreboding in that movie. 
you know, given that material that that almost almost seemed inappropriate, but he made that thing compelling. I mean, the script was great, but the the way that thing felt that there was sort of, you know, trouble at Cambridge, you know, trouble in Harvard, you know, that I, I think that uh, it was a pretty, a pretty amazing bit of directing. I think it's going to be between David Fincher and Tom Hooper. I think those are the two that are I, uh, honestly that are, I mean, honestly, it's up anyway. for the same reasons. You know, you, you have something that may or may not have been compelling depending on the director. And you have two directors that knocked it out of the park and made two but basically talking movies. But it's hard for me not movies. to see like, someone like Hooper, that movie, where I didn't, I, w- I wasn't really paying attention to directing. It seemed sort of meat and potatoes to me. But with, with The Social Network, I was like, holy shit, this guy did well, something Well, the thing with about this. Tom Hooper, it was meat and potatoes in the shot composition, but uh-huh. the way he directed actors uh-huh. and oh, yeah, that's the way true. he put everything okay. together was, okay. was here's the th- Here's the thing about all of these movies, why they're all worthy, is each one of these movies, that what what to me, what makes a good director is they create a world. It's, they create everything. Mm-hmm. And they take you into this world because the director it's their vision they oversee they cast it the writing the, the, the costume everything and each one of these movies takes you into a specific world yeah the the crazy ballet world fucking a bunch of mix fighting each other the limey royalty rich kids and the old and west the, the and, wordy western and the wordy <laughs> western like any of them i i would probably concur with you that i would probably i would probably go fincher but any of these win you're okay with it. It's not a, too hard. Uh, Aronofsky is the only one I would give like a, a second. I don't think Aronofsky is. It's a half notch below these other guys, but it's still Aronofsky's a good director. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I, I love, uh, I love David O. Russell because I think he really pushes the envelope. But I don't think he. I think he compromised here personally. Uh-huh. I mean, like, because I and I'm a guy. I mean, I thought Three Kings was a fucking masterpiece. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's one of the best movies ever. Uh, I like. I even like Flirting with Disaster, Spanking the Monkey. I mean, I uh-huh. like him. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought on some level that he was unclear in his vision in this movie that just be don't, don't you think though that maybe maybe that was not necessarily he was unclear and made a bad decision but he was sort of it wasn't a bad decision there were just, just there were moments where I'm like the tone is weird don't you think he he was sort of forced to keep it cuz they were so these are real people. And fine. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. He had to make compromises because of his uh, job. I, I understand that. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he sold out because he's a whore to Mark Wahlberg. That's fine. That's his decision. No, I just thought, like, I would have liked it. You know, it, 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 it would have been a smaller movie, and certainly no one was going to let that happen given the talent they had at stake. Uh-huh. That I liked the the sort of handheld close up. You know, I liked the intimacy that he got with much of the movie. But then there were certain scenes that were played like just, you know, Schlocko Hollywood movie. Yeah, and I was sort of like, you know, why, you know, why the change in tone? It it, it sort of distracted me. No, I got you. I hear that. I hear uh, that. You know, but you know, then without that, you don't get those comic pieces where you know, with Christian Bale jumping into the garbage can twice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, but so th- there were definitely choices made. <laughs> you know, but but the the characterization of addiction and and uh, dysfunctional family it, at, when he was shooting it in an intimate way was so menacing yeah. and so like you know you know just just barely not horrendous yeah yeah it's uh, and and it, that you know the whole the whole veil of deni- well, not veil but the iron fucking curtain of denial that the family's in about right. Christian Bale's character right. is is like Right, and to make him truly as cute as a yeah. conniving junkie could be is no small task because they all no. very, they are very charming. Yes, but he had to, he had to broaden the scope a little bit so you weren't just sort of like yeah. even though it was a good ending, like this is horrible. Like that, like <laughs> Christian Bale's character was. You, there were points in that movie you were so close to being like, you know, get this guy fucking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I feel that way with real junkies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, get out of here. What best animated feature film of the year? I saw none of these. How to Train Your Dragon, The Illusionist, Toy Story. I saw the the trailer for How to Train Your Dragon. That was good. There, T- Toy Story three is going to win yes, this, yeah. but How to Train Your Dragon should win it. Okay, in my opinion, right. I thought I thought it was excellent. I thought it was what Avatar should have been. Well, I'm going to see the trailer of the other two and make my decision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I think Toy Story three should win. Yeah, uh, How to Train Your Dragon was a really good movie, and The Illusionist is impossible to find. You can't find this movie. Not even in L. A. Is that part of its promotion? It must yeah. be. It was like that. It's a scavenger hunt. It was. Well, that, no, it's an illusion. But, but that, <laughs> th- there was another movie like this last year, like Secret of Kells or something, another animated yeah. movie. You literally couldn't find it. It played in someone's basement just to get like an Academy uh, screening um, um, verification. And then it's like, then it was nowhere. You Ma- could yeah, never maybe find it's it. maybe The Illusionist is great. I don't really? know. I didn't see it. So I have no idea. But good luck finding it. <laughs> Best documentary feature. Now, I haven't seen shit. Now, you, now, this is Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I, I tried to see, but I had a fight with my girlfriend in the theater and we left. <laughs> It's Before a, the movie started. It's a hilarious movie. It's a very good documentary. I'm going to watch that on... Can I get that on Netflix? I'm sure you can. Gasland, 
uh, inside job. Inside job is if you want to know right, what right the financial meltdown. Yeah, and yeah. why there's no two party system. There's just one. And Wall no, yeah, I, I did a lot of that research for myself. I'd like to watch it. Restrepo is that's the one you just saw. That's the one I just saw. Now I and I have not seen two of the five movies in this category, but I will say Restrepo is an excellent documentary. It is about um, this small uh, outpost in the middle of Afghanistan with 20 soldiers that are basically in firefights every yeah. day. And it was yeah. these two filmmakers, one of whom was the writer of Perfect, Perfect Storm, Storm yeah. Yeah. are embedded with these guys for 15 months. And it is the most compelling film and true accurate movie about what uh, combat soldiers are going through in Afghanistan. And it is it is just, they just rolled the cameras and showed you. They didn't go in there, try to, with some agenda, like whether you agree with the war or not, if you just want to see what these guys go through, it's amazing. Well, and it's I it's it's, that, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking. Weren't they building something too? They had to build well, this base. They were a in McDonald's, the, right? Yeah, they were building a McDonald's <laughs> and a Chili's in the Fashion Square <laughs> Mall I mean, that, outside that, of Baghdad. That's what we're that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's. I mean, I, I literally I've been to Afghanistan three times. I just got back from Iraq, and and I've been to small bases, nothing like this. And it's it's real, man. It is the realest film, and there's real emotion, and there's no bullshit. Well, I generally like movies that depict the the weird kind of menacing intimacy of what the armed forces are now. I, I think that like it sort of shifted, you know, when you see Apocalypse Now, and then you move into Black Hawk Down, which I thought really defined the modern war movie mm -hmm. as not being about like, you know, we're all in this together, but you know, we're all in this for ourselves, but we love each other because we're watching each other's back, but we know it's a job, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not about nationalism. It's not about, uh, some sort of you know, cultural or, or, or political agenda. It's just that we chose this. Yeah. And yes. Now we're stuck here and we've got to fucking, you know, take you know, watch our asses. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 well, that, things change when there's no draft. I mean, it's really, well, no, that's, a, that's a yeah. whole different, it's a whole different thing. An all yeah. volunteer army. That's an all volunteer yeah, Like yeah. I saw, like even I watched the Hurt Locker again mm -hmm. the other night and Great just, movie. Yeah, but on a metaphorical level that, you know, that it was one of those movies where each of those guys sort of represents, uh, an emotional uh, archetype of of the modern armed forces, mm -hmm. and you know that dude who who is just he, even in the coming attraction of Restrepo, which I'll watch tonight. I apologize I didn't watch it, where he's like the adrenaline. Uh, it is the it, most it, addictive substance on the planet. Uh, being shot at. There's a guy, Chris Hedges, who's one of my favorite writers, wrote a book called "War Is a Force That Gives Us Meaning" about that, mm -hmm. about the sort of cortisol, adrenaline, you know, addiction. Well, of, that's of, what of, the guys uh, get addicted of to. That hyper reality. That's why they keep going back. Like again, I was just in Iraq a week ago, and there's guys that are like, "This is my third tour," and some of them just. There's a, there's a great scene in Hurt Locker at the end of Hurt Locker where his he's in the grocery store and his wife right, goes pick up cereal, cereal. Yeah. and he's just staring at it and then they cut to him fuck it I go back and then you know that's the fictionalized version which is very accurate in Restrepo they ask a guy it's in the trailer that's on YouTube that you looked at where they go he's just getting the, he's talking about man firefights are so exciting it's better than any roller coaster you're gonna be on and some guy goes how are you gonna what do you, how are you gonna deal with going back in regular society right. he goes I have no idea. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally, they're at some fire base where they have to set their feces on fire. Like, that's how they get, that's how they, that's their was waste that removal the, system. Was that right. The, was that one of the yeah, that's in Yeah, that's in Restrepo, oh, where wow. they, like, right. they're in a small fire base. They have no plumbing. There's no plumbing. There's no, yeah. there's not even an outhouse. Yeah, I, I got to see this, because I think it's fascinating that that war has sort of transcended this idea of national or political agenda. And it's just these dudes, they, they, they're not even political at some level. They acknowledge the job. They just, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's it's uh, it, it's a compelling film and it, it's, it's emotional. There's funny moments. So you think that's going to win it? I hope it does. Uh -huh. I really hope it does because uh, if anyone wants to know what it's like, watch this movie. I mean, there all these other, Exit Through the Gift Shop is a great documentary, Inside Job, but Restrepo, man, it, it's, it's what documentary filmmaking is all about, in my opinion. Taking a camera in the middle of some fucking crazy ass shit, letting the camera roll, and then just going, cutting together, this yep. is the story. So that so someone should make one on me. Yes, yes. This this Look is around, a, man. This, this is, is a fucking is, war zone. This goddamn zone. garage. These <laughs> books and cables and just shit. Put the camera on. Whatever it gets, it gets. <laughs> <laughs> so any movies that you feel were not acknowledged that you saw and that you liked, well, maybe not Oscar worthy, but uh, that but, happens less and less when you have ten. ten. Yeah. 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 But you know what? I oddly I thought that um, a, a Company of Men 
Mm-hmm. The uh, the Ben Affleck, uh, 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 Tommy the com- Lee Jones, the company man, the company yeah, yeah. man, yeah. uh, was pretty sweet. I mean, it's not an Oscar movie, but I thought Tommy Lee Jones was fucking spectacular, and Craig T. Nelson was great. The, I just saw that, and it's a good film, and they're all good actors. I think it just was a little. We talked about this on our show. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it missed the mark a little bit, but the performances, the performances were, were good. I think mm-hmm. that's the the thing. It was just. Just that fact. No, no, I get it. You know what I mean? It's not an Oscar movie. It didn't go deep enough. But like sometimes Tommy Lee Jones is one of those guys where where you know he's got a Tommy Lee Jones thing, but when he plays a beaten man, because you're so used to see to seeing him play the sort of tough kind of like you know seeing it all, but it's still you know actively Mm -hmm. you know working the angles and and, you know on top of the situation. You know here you know he's reflective, weary. He's heavy hearted. Yeah, Yeah. he literally Mm -hmm. looks weary. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty great. I would say the movie that Kick Ass, that movie. I love that movie so oh, much. Yeah, it was and a it, good movie. it it Which one? Kick Ass. Kick Ass. Oh yeah, was that this year? Yeah. It huh. was it was comp- it was a great compelling film and I think it was it, it it wasn't a bubblegum movie. It was it was what if people were really just deciding to go out and fight crime, yeah. how they would actually be. I love the movie. They get their ass kicked. Get their ass kicked. <laughs> they and they're nuts. Like there's right. crazy fuckers yeah, in there yeah. that just want to kill bad guys. Like and I and the, the little girl in it? Yeah. She's amazing, man. That's, that's I also want to uh, uh, shout out to uh, the uh, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, dude. Oh, I heard I, that's good. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Well, I think there's two now. No, I, I just watched. Yeah, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia is a documentary. Uh, Johnny Knoxville uh, produced and directed it, and it's about this this family of 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 hill folk in West Virginia who are all descendants of this famous. Um, uh, hillbilly tap dancer and and just like the and, and it's a mining town and, and they're all fucked up on drugs they're all crazy they're all like you know constantly in trouble and it's sort of sad but they are all fighting for screen time mm-hmm. i mean they you know they're like yeah, there's like this concern like are they being exploited no these fucking freaks could not be more excited <laughs> to get in front of that camera like one of the daughters is a stripper one of them is like you know oh. blown his brains out once and i mean it's it's worth seeing. I, I that's to me again. I love a good documentary that takes the the audience into some freak world, some yeah. subculture that, that we had never n- seen, never even, knew about, had no clue, and yeah. you see it and go, "Holy shit, this world's nuts!" All right, so let's just run through our picks again. So for best picture, we've decided that it's going to be the Social Network. Yeah, we're all on board with that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's going to be the Social. Uh, best Network. performance by an actor. We're, we're pretty sure it's Colin Firth, and we're okay with that. I think who's yeah. going to win? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best performance by an actress. Somewhere on the fence here. Yep. I go Jennifer Lawrence, Winner's Bone. That's who I go. I think with. it's going to be Michelle Williams or Natalie Portman. Yeah. I think it's going to be Natalie Portman. I wouldn't mind if she won. I like Natalie Portman. And I find her to be uh, an American version of uh, of the same type of contr- hyper controlled personality as Nicole Kidman. I have a problem with the, with control freaks in general, <laughs> but but it, for this role, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. I, I'm I think we're going. I'm going with Christian Bale. I think so. I think I think he should Christian win. Christian Bale or Jeffrey Rush, but it's probably going to be Christian Bale. Yes. I think Christian Bale. I'd love to see Jeremy Renner win, but Christian Bale did a great job. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Uh, I'm 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 all for Melissa Leo. So am I. Hands I would down. love to see Haley Steinfeld win as well because she carried True Grit. Yep. But Melissa, if Melissa Leo wins, it's great. It's justice. She she's earned it. We it's know a, it's not a fluke. Yeah, we yeah. know it's not. Let, a let's let Haley do one more movie. Yeah, let, let, let the four, <laughs> that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna let the fourteen-year-old go. She's gonna have a long yeah. career. Yeah, we'll see what the next choice she makes is. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. thirty Hopefully years from now, it won't be Hound Dog. Yeah. <laughs> How old is she? Fourteen. Well, I think uh, the 15. real task is to cast her in an adult romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, she needs to replace <laughs> Catherine <laughs> Heigl. Yeah, yeah. Bump into something and right, sneeze. Uh, <laughs> best achievement in directing. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going with Fincher. And I'm I'm happy with that choice. Anybody who on this category that wins, I'd be happy it with. Needs but to be I, Fincher or Hooper. Best animated feature. Toy I like the 3. trailer of How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. But Toy Story Three is going to win. I Toy Story Three is going to win. Yeah. Me personally, I was more emotionally invested in How to Train Your really? Dragon than Toy Story Three. Mm, okay. Just because, like I said, I thought Toy Story Three repeated some shit. Right. That's the only thing. Okay. I can't chime I like in on, on best documentary. <laughs> you like dragons? Yeah, I actually not yeah. like dragons. I can't chime in on this, but I'm certainly going to see Restrepo. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know, like from a just a political guess point, I yeah. don't know, I don't know if Inside Job or Exit Through the Gift Shop have more muscle behind them. Uh, but again, I, m- in my opinion, well, Restrepo- whoever got a screener, did you get a check with it? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you, let us know. Little envelope. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. A little yeah, something yeah, yeah. downtown. I think Restrepo, but the best documentary feature. Now, obviously, there's a lot of awards that go out to people that we're not acknowledging here. But God, we appreciate your work, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll probably be getting soda and chips. Yeah. Yeah. Well uh, done, Roger so- Deakins. Sound mixing. God bless you guys. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> it is. But we don't have all that time now. Mix and, some uh, shit up. Nice work. You know, good luck with it. <laughs> <laughs> your parents I'm and sure I are very do. happy. I'm sure you'll do fine <laughs> graham elwood chris mancini comedy film nerds their podcast is available on itunes you have a website comedyfilmnerds.com comedy yeah that's very clever you like that <laughs> yes thanks for being here guys thanks, thanks. buddy okay thanks to those guys for coming down that was a fun chat a lively chat let's see who wins let's see what happens let's see where it goes i'm excited by the way, this is WTF, if you've forgotten what you were listening to. It's not Comedy Film Nerds, but you can go listen to their show as well. Uh, please go to WTFPod.com and kick in a few shekels. Get on the mailing list. Buy a shirt or a mug or a promotional poster that I have signed. Get an app. You don't have to go there for that. You can go to WTFPodshop.com. Pick up some of them premium episodes. Funny shit. JustCoffee.coop. Do that. Punchline Magazine. Little that. Standuprecords.com. I'm going to watch the Oscars. Part of them anyways. I'll probably go in and out. I'll probably have them on and go to the computer and tweet. Not about the Oscars, though. Tweet about just something else going on in my head. I'll probably just... Nah, I don't know. I'll watch the good ones. The ones I'm excited about. Have a good time. How's that? Is that the way I'm going to fucking end? Uh,